Yo, soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. So free yourself for safe space for your concerns. We got things to learn, habits to unlearn. Always deconstructing and reconstructing. Can you see the beauty that's in destruction? If there's an end, the new beginning's coming. Nothing yeah. comes easy, does yeah. it? You gotta yeah. really jump. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues, we all do. Welcome to Healing Out Loud, Unhinged While Anchored. I am your host, Goddess, and I am with Uncle Dolomite, host of Too Much Game Podcast. How are you, Dolly? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So I'm actually really excited to talk to you. And it's because of your podcast. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What you do and the lifestyle you come from touches me because it's very important. I think that your voice is a gentleman's voice and <clears throat> it's necessary because it allows people the freedom to not just be where they grew up from. And so that is why I brought you here is just to kind of celebrate that because that's that's big. So tell us how you got here so they will understand why I brought you here. <laughs> On the show, uh I think we just met through lives. I wasn't sure how like we found each other, but we, we did started. meet through lives, but I meant in the sense what led you to make your voice to a podcast. Um podcasting is something that I kind of always wanted to do, just due to how many people ask me for advice just throughout life. So for the most part. I decided to get a podcast, even though I didn't do nothing to do it. My producer hit me up and approached me like, you should do a podcast because I used to do these little advice videos on Snapchat all the time. So just through the advice that I would give all the time and a bunch of people asking me to do it, I pretty much just fell into it. And now that I'm doing it alone, it was because I had a setback with my producer so I just had to, you know, get all of this all together so I could do it on my own. Because originally when I first started into this, I was doing a comedy show. It was a relationship show where we gave relationship advice and it was funny, but I was like, I got more to say than that. So I need a show where I can really like talk about what I feel is important, like as far as what I'd rather do as a podcaster instead of just making people laugh because it's a zillion funny podcasts. It's another zillion relationship podcasts. Neither one of these are unique to me. So I was like, I need me a show that is going to be what I would say to somebody to give advice to my 19-year-old self that I wish I heard. So that's what got me into this. I, I do, there's sometimes you, you, you kind of flip back and forth. You have some 
very kind of on point inspirational stuff. And then you just have some straight gangsta stuff. And I'm like, okay. And I, and I appreciate that because you stay, you stay true to you. And, <clears throat> and I say that just because you do, <laughs> you have a very strong personality and it comes through on a lot of your posts. Um, so I just tell me about you. You, I can tell you're not used to being on the, that seat, are you? On the, the interview seat. <laughs> no, not really. Like I've been interviewed before, but it's always awkward. Cause I look at like celebrities and famous people as people you'd interview. I see myself as a regular person. So when people but, ask me questions, it's like, why are you asking me? I ain't nobody. I, I, and I've already gotten on to you one time about that. We, we don't downplay my dolly. Okay. So your intelligence comes in a different format and it's very, very important and I speak that because I come from a family that could have used a voice like yours. You know, the, the true to life, shit's not easy voice. And so that's why I really wanted to bring you here. It's not really an interview as much as it is a conversation. So maybe that'll make it easier because you and I talk very easily. So yeah. it's not it's not a it's not an interview like I'm not going to be like okay in 2021 where were you it's not like that <laughs> yeah I've, I've had to practice those so, <laughs> my homeboy Lamp shout out to Lamp conversations with Lamp that's his thing he's an interviewer it was it was weird like dude uh, am I supposed to answer this like a celebrity do I give like long answers short answers I don't know but just as far as who I am, uh, 40-year-old father from Compton. Uh, I moved out here to the Inland Empire like in the earlier 90s, and I was like back and forth between here and the city because my parents wasn't together. So I spent time, most of the time, raised with my mom. Other time I go to my father's side of the family to kick it out there in the hood. That's where the, the gang affiliation came from being around all my homies in the hood, especially like younger high school years, you know, our, our stupid years of just figuring life out and doing what we think is cool. Mm -hmm. That's how I end up, you know, wrapped up in that bullshit. But as far as like family life and what I wanted growing up, I always knew that that wasn't who I was going to be. It just was something that I did like gang banging ain't who I am. It's just like a, it's like being from a motorcycle club or something like, yeah, I'm a member of this club, but that's not who I am. Just like if I was an athlete or something like, yeah, I play for the Lakers right now, but I'm not a Laker to my kids. I'm just dad to my kids. So even like on the show, a lot of what I talk about is having that balance. Like, even though I got the gangster shit going on at the end of the day, like you got to be a man. And no matter what you are, just like as a woman, as a human, you got to be in touch with who you are and stay grounded with who you are outside of what 
everybody outside sees you as because that's what's important. Everything else will fall in line as long as you got who you are in place. So who I am is just who I am. And see, that's why I brought you here. Because you do offer that bridged voice. You are true to where you were raised, you who you were brought up with. But you made that separation and allowed yourself to be a dad. You know, you put your responsibilities, your family, without taking away your loyalty. And I think that's the kind of voice that needs to be heard because society and the media doesn't allow you guys that liberty. You're not allowed to be and. You're either a gang member or you're a normal person of society and that's not fair. And I and so that's why I celebrate your voice because you break that stereotype. And I am a huge Uncle Dolomite fan because of that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <clears throat> and I know that you're not comfortable with compliments, but I told you to get over that because that's just kind of who I am. So <laughs> But so I <clears throat> jumped on one of your shows and it was not my favorite time. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, <clears throat> only because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared to be the uh, subject matter. <laughs> oh, that live. Yes, the live, yeah. the live, not not his show. His show is very independent. He he talks by himself, which is a good format for him because he does deliver a very important message. And I don't think it would be as powerful if you had a person always on the set with you. So I think that's good. Yeah, no, I'm nice. I get to be mean when I'm by myself. So you're not mean. Let's not even. I wouldn't use the word mean. I guess it's just like more stern. Like I could deliver things how I want to deliver them without having to worry about like how somebody feels as I'm saying what I say. And you you do engage with your yeah. audience, so that's that's nice. You do say hi to them when they come in, so there's that. But on this particular live. <laughs> I was the star of the hour and I got to see, that's kind of where I really wanted to get you onto the show is because I do feel that you and I have a very good back and forth. Obviously right now you're a little nervous, but that's because we have the role switched. You're usually the host. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do feel that you and I have um, a good back and forth because you're receptive to a different way of thinking. And I think that's what makes you stand out a little bit. Um, I'm going to be honest that that doesn't fit your demographic. You know, you, you don't, I know that you've already broken stereotypes, but the open-mindedness definitely breaks the mold from the typical gang member. How there had to be some kind of moment that changed you. 
because when you're in the lifestyle, some people tend not to leave it. Not that you've left it, but you've created two different sides of the street. How did you do that? Mm, I wasn't raised like that. Like, as a gang member, like, my mom didn't raise me to be a crip. I just ended up being like that. Like, I've always been pretty much like a nerd at heart. Like, I play video games and stuff like that like everybody else. So, like, I didn't have the um, the typical or stereotypical, oh, my parents didn't love me. I had this harsh upbringing and, you know, nobody ever hugged me. And it, it wasn't no crazy shit like that. Like, I was a regular cool little kid. But, you know, growing up in Compton, it's just kind of the environment that you in, like you either get down or lay down. So for the most part, I've always been an intelligent kid. Like I started out on honor roll throughout like my earlier years in school until I got older. And once popularity hit, I kind of just was like, fuck school. I'm just going to do whatever I feel like doing. Mm -hmm. So as far as who I am as a person, I've always been open-minded. I've always enjoyed conversation and, <laughs> being welcome to new ideas like i said gang banging was just something that i did but it never dictated who i was that's why i never really pushed like my gang affiliation throughout my day like it's just something that those who know who i am understand that that's a part of what i am mm -hmm. so i always make sure to let people know but that's not the biggest part of who I am. So as far as my open-mindedness, it just comes from me always being a student as a child. Not in the sense of like school, in the, the sense of being educated, but literally reading books for myself, going out and seeking knowledge for myself, speaking to older people who I have respect for. And a lot of times you're going to get information from people, whether you agree with it or not depending on who they are, just out of respect for them, you going to listen to it. So just me being a person of respect, being that I respect who I speak to, I'm receptive of whatever ideas they have, whether or not I agree with them. I, I can get that. I can get that. I, I try to be open-minded. Um, but I've, I've, found out recently that I'm not as open-minded as I would like to think that I am. Um, and it's, it's a difficult balance <laughs> because I don't think that there's room to really be that here in this environment. <laughs> it's mm, kind of, it's, it's a very different space for me. Um, because I am a very sensitive person. So I would say I am the 180 of you because I cry at everything, <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm entering into an arena that is not going to be very delicate to me, and I am okay with that. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons I was drawn to you is because you do present a very strong personality. And as you know, I'm a, I'm a natural sub. Um, and so not that I'm asking you to be my dom, 
anecdotally. I'm just saying that you've got a very strong personality. And I was drawn to it because there's there's some hidden pieces to you that I see that make you very interesting to me. And so I told you, I've called you my gentle gangster because you're not as tough as you pretend to be. <laughs> well, like I'm I'm tough, but I'm not tough all the time. Like I'm um it's like how Tupac was. Like you can be, you know, like thug like Tupac, or you can be dear mama Tupac. You can be hit him up Tupac or you can be keep your head up Tupac. Like I don't walk around with a frown on all day. Like when I'm with my kids, like they think I'm goofy. They don't think I'm scary at all. Like neither one of my kids is scared of me. There's people in the streets who might have a different idea of who I might be. Like, nah, right. that, that nigga's a fool. But like to women who I deal with, to my mom, to, you know, my grandmothers when they was alive, I was the nicest kid in the family. So well, I, I see that. I, I get to see that in some of your posts because I unfortunately read more into words than I want to. So I get to see little pieces of your personality. And so it's it's kind of nice. <clears throat> I will keep them to myself because, you know, we, we don't want to ruin your rep. But um, I, I really I don't do. have a rep. I'm, I'm a comedian. <laughs> People who follow me know, like, I, I crack jokes all day. Like, you really do. You really do. And you talk a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of shit. But there's sometimes that you, you say some stuff that's really on point. And one conversation was the blue check conversation, you know. Um, and for me, my takeaway was that people are. St- chasing celebrity there and so you were just saying that you were going to stay true to yourself um and so because you didn't need to get the blue check and so i hear things a lot different so i'm going to be honest with you your 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 title of your podcast for me there's two ways that you can take it for me the too much game is you're a very attractive man you you've got a very I guess I could do that three ways then. You're a very attractive man, so you've got a lot of games, so you got too much game, you know? And then you've got your your life. You So you've got all the knowledge of your life. And then you've got that you're just ready just to be you. You just had too much game. So which one is it? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, literally. Like, because at one point I was I was thinking about it in the, like, when I came up with the title, one of my homeboys was the original one who said it because he heard the other show that I was on. And he was like, man, you, you giving up too much game in that show. And I was like, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to call my podcast when I started. I think that's going to be the name of it, Too Much Game, because that's literally the reason for the show. Like whether it be relationship game, whether it be financial game or just everyday philosophy, that's what I want the show to be. 
and even though sometimes there will be stuff that i'll say that certain groups might feel like is too much like you breaking man code why you telling women all of this you know or you 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 doing something that you should be selling like you giving away information that you should be selling to people and it's like i don't care if you listen to my show if you support me then you have everything that i have to offer you know like i tell my kids to you know learn everything that the teacher know you know so that's what it is with me if you fuck with me then any information that i have i'm willing to offer it whether it be to get the opposite sex to you know move forward financially to help your family even to help you in jobs or anything like that like so I give you all the game that I have and I have a lot. Yes. And I know that my um my friend and I, Draymo, shout out to Draymo, were talking about you <clears throat> when I was doing a podcast with her, uh, her interview. And I am gonna go on record and say that I talk about you quite often. A lot. <laughs> I am known for having a crush on Uncle Dolomite. And yesterday I had on blue and my daughter's father was like, I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And I was like, no, literally, I told you, I messaged you. And I was like, hey, this outfit is not for you. It was naturally intended for my first live episode. <laughs> But I've met you since I first got this outfit. So now, and true is true is all get out. My daughter's father was like, oh, you did this for that guy on Instagram. And he is not even on social media. So I just want to go on record and say, yes, I have been crushing on you a lot. But you know what? It's because I really do appreciate what you do. It's not even the crush. It's I... I will say your name as many times if I can get anybody to come follow you. And like I said, I have a personal reason. My brother is of a certain lifestyle. You know, my brother's um, been in prison several times. And I, I really wish that he had had a voice like yours growing up. You know, my dad didn't have the ability to talk to him the way that he needed to be talked to because my dad was not of the right mindset to have that kind of conversation. And so for me, and I know I'm making you uncomfortable, I'm sorry, but for me, it's important that people hear you. Um especially because you do come from Compton. You know, I was in Los Angeles one time visiting family. It was the last time I was in California. We were standing outside, me and my cousin, and the way the energy shift of when a car drives by, of everybody who stops and they watch the car and that just made me really uncomfortable. And I just never went back. <laughs> I just, I am a real softy. And, you know, that was just a normal car driving by. And so it's important that your voice is out there.
because that's a different life that I, I don't even want to imagine. And I'm sorry, I keep coming back to that. That's not who you are. But your voice is very key. And so that's why I talk about you as much as I do. I appreciate it. But for the most part, I just feel like, you know, whatever part of a person that you get, that's going to be the part that stands out to you. So a lot of times that's what it is, you know, with me and people. Like, depending on who it is and what they notice about me that's different, that's just what they key in on. So I'm used to it. Like, I grew up, like, you know, back and forth. So a lot of the people that live around the area where my mom raised me at, them niggas didn't even know I was a gang member until I got grown and it just became a part of who my personality was online. To them, I was just a kid who played basketball and cracked jokes. Like, I was, you know, the the goofy kid with big feet. And then when I go to the city, it's like a whole different energy that I got to present because of the environment that I'm in. So with them, I'm a whole lot more with the shit because it's like, it's no room to be soft. So even though my closest friends from out there, they know who I am in totality because when we behind closed doors, we can be who we are. But when we outside playing football and a car come driving by, we got to get behind cars. Like we got to, Hey, we out here in the jungle. So as far as who I am, I'm everything, you know, I'm, I'm funny. I'm goofy. You know, I'm a lover and a fighter. Like 99% of the time, I'll be home chilling. I'll be with my kids. I'll be with my mom. We'll be sitting there cracking jokes, talking shit. You know, I'll be having fun on the phone with my siblings, cracking jokes. Being a gang member is just something that I do, you know, out of a necessity. But, you know, at I this wanna, age. I want to go on record and say that my crush developed before I even knew anything about your affiliation. So... I, I want you to know that it, it has nothing. A, the one in one is not two in this equation. Um, yeah. I, I didn't even actually know you were, you had any kind of affiliation at all until a mutual shared with me. And um, to be fair, you are the kind of guy that I used to date. You know, you were the, the, the tough guy. Um, but you offer a different element that I probably would have shied away from because you actually have a heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ego free because like I, I was raised by my mom, so you know my mom didn't raise me to be like super tough or super hard to beat people up or none of that shit. It just was kind of like in the environment that I was in, it was just a, a, a skill I had to develop more than like a personality that i was born with like you know kids when they in kindergarten like he's gonna be a fucking menace when he grow up that wasn't me i was on fucking honor roll in kindergarten like i was getting straight a's and you know raising my hand in class and shit like that like it wasn't until i got you know when when it it was no choice let's just put it in that context like it was either you be part of this or you be a victim of this and I I wasn't raised to be no victim so <coughs> that became who I was so as far as like what people know of me outside of that nine times out of ten I'm 
I'm just a regular dude. Like I'm, I'm a content creator. Like I, I'm a conversationalist. Like I enjoy exchanging ideas. That's like my, my passion in all of this shit. Like that's why I'm so open minded. Cause I, I believe in being ego free. You know, I don't allow my ego to make me think that I'm right in everything. Like if you right, you right. If you have a different opinion and I have a different opinion, they just opinions. So your opinion, it's not going to affect who I am. It's not going to affect my day. I don't see my, you've seen me react though. I, I'm not really good at maintaining composure. Um, at all, at all. And it's not so much that I can't handle other people's opinions. It's when they tell me that mine is wrong and I'm thinking it's my opinion. So no, no, it's not, it's not wrong at all. Um, and that's what led on. That's what happened on that live with yours. It was just, I wasn't being heard and I was being dismissed. And I, the word side piece, that, that, I, that was almost like a nail on the chalkboard for me because it was just, it was a way different experience, but it wasn't the person. It was just the fact that I just wasn't being heard in my voice. I was being heard in a voice that they are accustomed to hearing. And so, but you weren't that way. And I really appreciate that. So thank you. <laughs> but, I don't, I don't believe in hurting people's feelings. You know, like I said, like, you know, uh, I'm only harsh when I have to be like, other than that, like, I, I just want everybody to be happy. I believe in living and letting live. So whatever your lifestyle is, even if it's something different than what I might subscribe to, that don't mean that I got to, you know, like belittle you about the shit. Like there's people who literally, if I was to just tell them I was a crypt, they just dismiss me as a criminal. Right. And that's cool. Like if, if that's what you think about me, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm not a monolith. I'm not just one thing. I'm a bunch of different shit. So right. people's opinion to me don't matter. You know, just like in, in that interaction, like you live in my phone. I can literally just hit this button and you'll be dead forever. So like nothing that somebody on the internet says to me affects me. Like, oh, okay, cool. That's how you feel. That's cool. I'll I never see you there. again. I get there, but at first I do react for, to it because I have a lot of emotions, but I, it's okay to have difference of opinions. You know, it's okay that we have different lifestyles and different kinks. You know, everybody's got their things. It's the problems that we get to where they don't realize that they're being a hypocrite. This is not with regards to the lives. So I, I, this is not about that. It's just, I'm recognizing as I'm in this new arena, that there is a lot of hypocrisy, not within the podcasters themselves, just as me watching the world differently, that 
we do live in a do as I say, not as I do world. And I'm having a really hard time with that because I don't like being a hypocrite. But if I'm not a hypocrite, I'm not going to succeed. <laughs> it, it creates a conflict for me. Well, you know, it's like I just live in a world of two things can be true. Like some days I could be happy, some days I could be mad. Those could be contradictions. You know, some days I might, you know, just like with the same person. One day you love a person, next day you hate their ass. That could be a contradiction, but both things can be true in the time. So, you know, just like when certain times I'll be attacked for certain shit that I'd say. Like, oh, you said this, but then in this episode you said this. Well, both times I said it, it was true. They might have been contradicting statements, but I might have been recording at 8.30 p.m. and said, good evening. I might have been recording at 8.30 a.m. and said, good morning. You know, they're conflicting, but they're both true. So, you know, a lot of times I might not look at it as much in his hypocrisy as, you know, just two different situations where shit was true. Both times you said it. You know, I do believe that there are hypocrites out there because there are people literally judging motherfuckers for the same shit that they literally doing in the moment. Like they're talking about people who lie on the Internet while they have, you know, followers they bought or they got a picture in their profile of a car that don't belong to them or clothes that they rented, borrowed, returned and all types of other shit. Me personally, I'm just big on minding my own business. Like, I have multiple episodes where I say, mind your own, live long. You'd be a lot less stressed if you just minded your own damn business. Me personally, when it comes to content, I do this. I do these lives. I read these comments. 99% of the time, I'm laughing at them because there's a lot of people who, if you in this content game long enough and you reading through these comments, they're going to talk a whole lot of shit. They're going to say a whole lot of terrible shit about you. But then I remember these niggas live in my phone. They don't know me. They're literally getting off on trying to belittle me. Like it makes them feel good to try to make me feel bad. And I'm not going to let them get that victory. There's no fucking way. So after my live last night, I, I did my first live. And I only did that because I was challenging myself. My, my format is definitely more personal um, because I can have a conversation and I'm not worried about comments coming in and there's just too many nerves. But I ended up breaking down after my live last night and it wasn't because there wasn't any viewers. It wasn't because I had intended for more people to show up. It was, it was kind of like a closure for me because I've, always feared people not showing up. And so I had my first actual episode air and I posted it because I was like, I'm just gonna, I recorded it, I'm just gonna post it and get it over with. And it was scary for me because I literally posted myself crying to everybody. (laughs) But that's good though. Like you, you always got to start somewhere. Like nobody starts at a million. You're going to start at zero. Like we we all started out somewhere, like literally. 
it's very difficult for me to listen to my pilot episode. Like me and my producer, we were sitting there and I was looking, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like it didn't even sound like what my show is. Like when I go back and I'm like, what what the fuck was you even doing? But you know, like I'm like me and the producer laugh about it all the time. Like everybody's first show sucked. Like there's nobody who was like, Man, this this episode one, this shit was a classic. I was in rare form. Like, nigga, nobody ran out the pussy. Like, I've never seen a baby run out of some pussy. I never seen a baby bird fly out of his mother. Like, we all started out on some fuck shit. So I it is what it is. I it's so funny because I met all of you guys through just casual interactions on Instagram. And so as you watch my podcasts come out, my first episode has the background, has the intro, the outro, all of it. And then you get to the second, the third episode. And that was my first recording. So I yeah, and you like you got way more than a lot of us have. Like me and King Germ talked about that the other day. It's like nigga, she ain't got like no episodes out, but she got like the whole fucking production. He like her shit better produced than mine. I got like 500 episodes. <laughs> so I need some I'm learning from more into their shit, dog. I actually am just learning from everybody, and I just want to make my kids proud, you know. And so I'm. I saw that you guys had good pods, so I jumped over to good pods. And then today I went and added different streaming applications into my profile, you know, and I'm just, I'm just learning. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> None of us do. That's, that's, that's the, the, the secret. None of us do. You know, I think if I were to, the podcast is fun. I, I, I enjoy the conversation. I get lonely. You know, I'm home with my kids. I've got three girls here at home, uh, 19, 7, and 4, um, all different levels of the spectrum. Um, and so it's a little chaotic at my house at times. And I can get a little bit lost in everybody else's emotions. And so these are my breaks from reality because I quit my job because I'm way too sensitive <laughs> to do corporate work and no game plan. But hey, I've got an office now. <laughs> and, you know, I think that I really want to get to a point that I, I think I can be like a social person for all of you podcasters you know, to increase your social footprints because that's going to be what brings them in. And we know that I'm really good at posting. <laughs> I can do it all day. And so I think that I'm just trying to find my niche in the, to that because I, I really want to build a foundation in a Celtic breed of community. This is what I've told everybody because that's the only way we're going to succeed is if we help each other. And I am just one of those people that kind of put my money where my mouth is. And that's why I have these extra things is to show you guys that not you guys and saying that in a sense, but that 
I am trying to take this serious, you know, um, because it's not just me that's depending on it. Yeah, that's the best way to do it, though. You know, like when when you're self-motivated, when you know your why, then you go a lot farther. Like, you know, because a lot of people just looking at this as like a hustle. Or they're they're doing it because everybody else is doing. It. Like, oh, everybody's got a podcast. I should do a podcast. Oh, that's what everybody's doing. I want to jump in on that. That's why so many people half-ass doing it right now. That's why you see so many podcasts with no equipment, no logo, no you know, no microphone, no platforms. Like certain people, they're literally just doing lives and calling that a podcast. Like, oh, I. I do these lives and I upload them and it's like, is this really important to you being that you've invested zero dollars? You've invested zero real time. You're not doing any actual research on what this is that you're going into. Those are the people who 99% of the time end up failing, fizzling out and falling off because they're not doing it because they have a mission. They're doing it because that's what they feel like everybody else is doing. So the fact that you're taking it serious is going to push you way further than a whole lot of people. And just over time, you'll realize everything is just going to consistently get better. Like, it gets easier. Because my first episode, like I said, it was fucking unlistenable. Like, it, <laughs> to this day, I probably haven't listened to that thing in probably like a year and a half. Because it... <laughs> It's like cringy. Like every time I listen to it, I end up turning it off like five minutes in. Like, what the fuck is that? You know, so. You know, though, I I want to be different. It's not about me. And I know that sounds weird, but that's why I am trying to be a unicorn. And I am trying to show that I'm genuine in my pursuits. Because when I stepped up into this platform, Everybody that I meet, if I have some kind of elevation, we have an elevation. You know, my my journey is not mine. And I and it's not like I'm saying, hey, you guys, if I'm saying or chasing a coattail or nothing like that, it's just like you said, it's it's a game that I'm offering you for free. You know, um, not a game, but offering game for free because there's no there's nothing for me to profit from if we're all struggling you know um that's the goal is for us all to get away from the struggle and so that's kind of what i want to do and that's what i'm trying to do and that's why i'm bothering all of you guys is because i'm really loud intentionally <laughs> and i and i can cause attention you know and i said even with you just the the casual interaction like i was bringing up earlier with dreamo that was a new follower because she was like he's fine and i was like yeah he is kind of fine you know and i i actually whatever it takes to get you a follower it was like sure thing <laughs> you know um and that's just kind of who I am. Sorry, I also ramble a lot. But, and I just want to say that you have this little cute smile and it's, it's, it's like a smirk and it's just really cute. And I know that some of these people will not see it unless they go to YouTube to see it. 
but yeah, I like making you uncomfortable. It makes me fun. You know, I told the microphone. Yeah, you know, you don't. You know, I told people is I kind of with you when you're not on the hot seat and a little uncomfortable. I have like a Snoop Martha vibe with us when we are actually when you're in your zone. Um, and it's it's kind of nice. Obviously, I'm not going to cook because I'm lazy. But, you know, I, I definitely am the mellow yellow. <laughs> oh, that works on two different ways. I just. I think we both mellow yellow. I was like, that works in two. Yeah, I'm say that. That's both of us. We we're about damn near the same complexion. I know, I know. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But, but I just, I, I, I really do feel that. Um, I can bring something new to the world because I am a girl who believes in fairy tales. I mean, I still do. And I, and I, it's funny because I have a story in my mind and I'm building an army and I know how this sounds. I'm not crazy on Mondays. But um, uh, it's like a King Arthur's table where I'm sitting like kind of at the head of it. And so, so far I have a dragon and a blue flame. And I was talking to Demon and I was like, but now I have a gangster. I was like, how does that fit in? Because I put the moniker of my in front of gentle gangster with you. So somehow you tie into my story. And so I was telling Demon that. He was like, I don't know. I was like, well, maybe he's the muscle. <laughs> so I I don't know why, but you're part of my story. Because I, I, I claimed you. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, Cause I, I don't know. I'm I'm used to it. Like just, you know, like I said, like in in just in this, like in content, especially because like it's it's like a, I don't know how you would put it in in context of taking away the genders, but a fraternity and a sorority. Like mm-hmm. we are in this, and we all got the same mission. We all got the same goals. So, like even though certain people look at it as competition like we all on the same team because we all got a common goal and if we don't help each other a lot like we ain't gonna get that far alone like we get a lot farther together than we will apart so you know it's just one of them things like i just it is what it is i you know it's it's all it's all what did you say it's all part of the game um because I, I, I did, I came to you and I was like, hey, respectfully, I do talk about you, but, you know, I'm a demon. You know, it's not, it's not that big of P 
people will make it more than it needs to be. But that's fun for me because it's all part of the appeal, you know, um, is what's going on? What's God is doing with Dolly? You know, um, because I do get those messages after we've talked on a live um, about how our chemistry is. And this show is not showing that because you're so nervous, but it's okay. You don't have to be nervous. I don't bite unless asked. This is usually like my, my podcast demeanor. Like on the lives, I'm usually just chilling on the couch bullshitting because it's like a, all right, let's 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 talk some shit. You know, we just finna talk shit. I'm trying to crack jokes and do That's all that. 99 times out of 100. When I turn my mic on, I'm always nervous. <laughs> like that, I, I tell my, like, people who talk to me, like, how do you, how do you beat the nervousness of, of doing a podcast by yourself? I don't, nigga. I'm nervous every single time. I just did episode 174. Nervous every single time. I got a whole nother show. 75. I done did like, I probably literally recorded a thousand times into this microphone. And all 1,000, I've been nervous. Like on live, I don't care because it's just, it's just a live. I'm just bullshitting. It's just my phone. But when I'm on podcast, this shit is recorded. It's literally like it's a million people listening. Even though it might not be zero people listening. I it but, feels like it's a million people. But I I think you're doing a, a little bit of a disservice. So I am gonna challenge you again to a different show because I know your true personality because I've seen you on the couch. So maybe we need to change the environment and make it feel more like a live and less like a podcast because you have an amazing personality, Uncle Dolomite. You're not just all business like you are today. This is not you. Yeah, I'm a professional podcaster, so I'll be professional. Like when I be on live, I'll be like, whatever, motherfuckers. But, but you can be like whatever motherfuckers with me. Cause like, you know what though? No, no, no. I'm gonna say I, I I rebuke this. I rebuke it, I rebuke it. Because I was attacked on your life. Not really, but you you need to show me some personality, sir. Because you know, I was traumatized. Like I am still seeking help because of the emotional drama <laughs> like and 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 the thing is like i feed off of your energy so like depending <laughs> like depending on the vibe that you give me when we turn the mic on that's the vibe that you're gonna get from me so like it started out like okay yes. so i'm like all right this is where i'm at with it this is where we're gonna be we're gonna be and- right here and it's but, true. And I and I will give you that because this is kind of new for both of us because I really do like our chemistry and this is a different environment for us to talk in. And um when we get going, it can be it could be saucy, you know, and it's okay to be saucy, you know. 
It's- yeah. <laughs> and and this and like this is the thing. Like just when it comes to like these type of situations, especially because you're the host. As the host, like, you know, remember the, the day that we did that live, the other days that we've done lives together, like I would always tell people, like, I'm just a facilitator. Like this ain't I don't run this. All I do is make sure it runs. So whatever the energy is, like if you want the high energy, then you got to put the energy up there. So being that I'm on your show, I just fed off of what you gave me. So you're right. You're right. I you started I real assume. professional. So I'm like, all right, here's here's the professionalism. But I because you know what? I, I definitely have to fill out people because I never know what the energy is. Like you just said, you know, um, my show is unhinged while anchored. I am unhinged. I, I can prove it. Go watch my show that I posted yesterday. <laughs> My anchor is who's ever in the chair. So as I start the show, you know, I can feed off of your energy. So if you're nervous, I'm nervous. And then we're both a bunch of nervous people trying to have a conversation. But I know who we are. I know how we can interact. And so that's why I'm not even worried about this podcast. I'm just glad that I got you to myself. Because I do have to share you quite often with people who don't understand that I'm just here to talk to Dolly. <laughs> yeah, live is, you know, that's a four person thing. So it is, it you know, is. and that's just how, like when I do lives and 99 times out of a hundred is it, done on purpose. Like the numbers don't be there because IG is trying to squelch me. Like when I do lives by myself, they make sure not to send notifications to people. Like I've done lives for like 30 to 45 minutes by myself and there'll be like nobody in there. I'm just talking shit by myself. Then all of a sudden I invite one person on and this person might not even have no followers, but all of a sudden the numbers are shoot up. And I'm like, I guess I just got to do multiple people lives just so I could get these numbers so we can have the fun that I want to have and shit. So I invite everybody on, especially because I like having people who have different opinions like people who not gonna agree just to see how that's gonna go because i'm used to the shit like I, I was born and raised in conflict so having people disagree with me is just, i'm just used to that shit just like being nervous like even though i be nervous on these shows like i was raised to just jump in the fucking water so even though i'm nervous as fuck i'll still turn the mic on and get get cracking i eventually get into my mode but i start off nervous every time if you ever listen to my show it's always a fucking crescendo i really start out just rambling until i catch and then it's just like boom i'm in this motherfucker now i'm running but i always trip and stumble out the blocks every single time i i luckily i have i'm not live on my shows um, live is definitely something that I probably won't do often. I do like having the green room because then you can come in and I can have music playing or a movie or something. But yeah, I, I just can't handle the nerves because I pay too much attention to numbers. And so if it's right there in my face, which it is, 
and you see two people and you know that it's raw and DC, which was amazing. <laughs> it was a little deflating for me because of the fact that it was supposed to be that closure piece that I talked about before to make me actually visible. And it didn't quite work out the way that I intended it to, but that's okay. It's like being a comedian in a room full of people that's not laughing. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, like, it's a skill that you'll develop because this happened to me. Like, I think I was like 150 something episodes in and the whole live, there were zero people. Like, and, you know, me personally, like, I do my show on Sundays. So, I've recorded during the Super Bowl. Zero people. That whole one-hour episode, not one soul in there. And it was like, I can't let that discourage me. The show has to be the show. So, I still got to get his game. They'll get to it when it's time. So, I still got to, you know, the show must go on. Like, even if I'm a comedian and nobody's laughing, like, these jokes got to get out there. Right. You know, being that it's recorded, somebody's going to hear this and they're going to laugh. Just because I don't get to hear the laughs don't mean that they're not happening. And and I kind of, I've kind of taken that stance on a lot of what I do. Um, it wasn't meant for me. Um, so something in my live last night was meant for somebody else. It's going to happen at some later time because we did actually have some pretty in-depth conversation. Um, but I do try to think of it that way, that it's it wasn't meant for me. And so that's why I can't appreciate it right now. Um, it doesn't take away the hurt, but it at least makes it a little less painful. Yeah, you you learn to deal with it. I will never learn to deal with it. I am going to be 45 in June next month. And I am a big ass motherfucking baby. I cry at everything. I saw a movie clip this morning and I just started sobbing. And I was just like, yep, this is going to be my day. <laughs> I, my kids make fun of me. They used to, there was one day, I kid you not, my kids, I was really emotional and every love song would trigger me. My kids thought it would be fun to put it on the radio, you know, so they would intentionally play certain songs just because they knew it would make me cry. So I was like the joke of the day. Let's like, let's make mom cry. You ready? And they would play some love song and I would just bust out crying because I was just in that space. Oh, I'm telling you, it sucks. I'd rather be tough. <laughs> mm, it's, it's, it's overrated. Well, being tough all the time is overrated. I'm not tough all the time. Like I have my emotional moments and shit, but you know, like I said, I'm like um, I teach people to deal with that shit. Like, because, you know, everybody has emotions. We all get sad. Everybody cries. Like, no matter how hard you think a motherfucker is, there's something out there that's going to make you cry. There's something that everybody is fucking afraid of. You know, we might not all be afraid of spiders or gunshots or crossing bridges or heights, but there's something that everybody fears. So, 
you know, like with me, I just seem to like, you know, I have my moments, but shit, I'll be scared like everybody a else. Of your moments, you have a different tone to your posts. Um, when you're a little bit more emotional. Um, and I love it, but I pay attention to that kind of stuff. So no worries. Your secret's safe. I will never reveal when I know that you're showing the softest side of Uncle Dolomite. But I've seen a few of your posts. Um, I actually sent you one um, that I told you that I've already manifest manifested as having a show together. Um, and it was written in our notes. <laughs> the way that they fell together um, because I had spoken about doing a show with you with somebody because I loved our dynamic and then you had posted I can only give you the best that I can give or something like that and they ended up falling together and it worked out perfect I was like see look written in the stars it's just a matter of time <laughs> yeah like I said I'm, I'm not hard all the time like I have, I have times. It's like it just is what it is. Like I am who I am. Like that's what I would tell people all the time. Like don't expect me to be one way all the time, cause I'm not. All I am is the best that I can be in what I am when I am what I am. So if I'm sad, I'm I'm still gonna do the best, even though I'm sad. If I'm mad, if I'm going through some shit, if I just took a loss, if I just caught a big win like whatever it is i'm gonna do my best at it i i can't do it if i'm emotional i'm emotional i i shut down i i'm trying to get better about it but i'm an ugly crier and every word will make me cry if i try to push through the emotion so i just go offline i just I am no good to nobody. I'm gonna be like, I'm be trying to do a business meeting, like snot bubbles coming out of my face. That's probably not a good look. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I keep a poker face. <laughs> I don't have one of those. <laughs> yeah, like it's, you know, like with me being nervous, like people can never tell that I'm nervous. People can't tell that I'm scared. People don't know that I'll be sad. Like. I'll be all that shit. I just be looking like this. Like that shit like hurt a lot of my relationships. It's like, you don't care about anything. Yes, I do, motherfucker. It's just your the face, face that I keep on me. Your face is very expressive. You you're not as great a poker player as you think you are. Yeah, but you just I look just, for it. I'm an empath. So I pay attention to different things. You have this little soft face. I told you I mentioned it little smile it's it's a different face when you slip into your comfortable couch personality you yeah. you you fluctuated between podcaster dolly and couch dolly in this conversation and it's still and i liked it it was still good yeah, but I'm, you I'm definitely warmed up in the second half yeah, if you give me couch energy you're a good couch dolomite <laughs> and that'd be the thing because people think I don't laugh like literally there's people who I used to do shows and lives with who just swore to God this nigga don't laugh this nigga don't smile nigga I laugh and I smile I just 
don't do it all the time. 99 times out of 100, I keep this face, but I smirk, I smile, I laugh. It's like, a I cute blush. face. I'm sorry. I I will fangirl over you all the time. I told you me and Draymo have already talked about how cute we think you are, except the word we used was fine. We used the word fine. But, um, yeah, I it's a different face. It's just... <laughs> I told you I'd pay attention. Your microphone won't hide it from me, Dolly. It won't. It won't do it. <laughs> yeah, shit, I used to wear sunglasses. But... I saw a few episodes that you did that, but it it could still be seen. I may not see your eyes, but I would see different things. But it's okay. But we have come to the point that I am going to put you in the goddess seat, and I'm going to be easy on you because I have fangirled on you quite a bit. And black men do blush. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm light skinned. <laughs> it'll but be visible. It'll be visible. Not as bright as mine, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little more tan. Yes. I in the goddess seat is just where I kind of shower the person with some love. And again, I know I did it in the beginning of the show and several times throughout the show, but I really do think that your voice is very important. And I really do manifest a larger stage for you when you are ready for it, because I do feel that you are going to be a catalyst in allowing the lifestyle an opportunity to be mainstream, realistically living if that makes sense. Like it's it's the bridge saying that you don't have to give up who you were to be who you want to be. And I really do think that your voice is important. And so I just want to give you your flowers and say I appreciate you and what you're doing. I know you've been doing this for what, three years now, you said, roughly? Uh, four. Four, yeah. And I'm sure that you've helped many people, as you've stated. And I just, I really am manifesting a larger stage for you. Um, because a lot of people, especially the Black men, need strong voices. And I really do feel that you have a strong voice. And so that is the goddess seat. <laughs> I try to sound like Barry White. <laughs> so now if you would like to share with the audience where they can find you. Um, for my lives where I'll be talking all that shit, Instagram at Uncle Dolomite, Uncle D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. Twitter, when I do tweet, I don't tweet often. My podcast pages are Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram, Too Much Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'm on all streaming platforms. You can just Google the Too Much Game Podcast. I'm also on YouTube. So if you're on there, like, comment, subscribe, because I'll be live on there. And definitely check him out. He does his lives on Saturdays. And what well, he does, yeah, his lives on Saturdays, and he does his show on Sundays. Yeah. Um, and Saturdays when I don't have my kids, when he doesn't have his kids. they be hating. 
most kids do. <laughs> but definitely check him out when he's not on the hot seat because he definitely can bring you some much needed knowledge. But thank you guys so much for waking up today. I love you and be nice. It's easy. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. Soft words and harsh truths. You got issues, I got issues.